This episode is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. Also, check out the two new flavors: Sunrise Honey and After Midnight, a chocolatey flavor. Like I took a bunch of peanut butter cups and dropped them in a blender. Also, hit us up on social media. That's right, folks. Managed to spit out another episode. Isn't it a goddamn miracle? You know, I mean, when you have to edit these things... Okay, you know what? I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain. It's just it's a lot of work, okay? Getting these things out. Uh, yeah, anyways, this episode... Uh, what happened? I don't know. Heavily, heavy drinking, arguing. Um, we discussed uh, nostalgia on video games... We talked about uh, being attacked by small animals in the middle of the night, and we also had the controversy regarding Starbucks and their racial bias training. Uh, full disclosure, though, we weren't exactly sure when we were talking about Starbucks. However, they're going through mandatory ra- racial bias training. That is for the corporate-owned stores, not for the franchise ones. Those are optional. So when you hear us talking about uh, the stores, about which ones are closing or not, and the one I'm referring to that I won't be going to anymore uh, starting in late May, that's actually a corporate store, and that one will actually be closing. So when you, li- when you hear our, our talk about it late in the, towards the end of the episode, I am refer- it is referring to an actual corporate store. Uh, but we didn't know that, she didn't know that, and I didn't know that. So therefore, we didn't know it. But either way, that just helps clarify the argument. Um, not in, in either one's favor. It's just we didn't know that during discussion. So, yeah, uh, just uh, go ahead and sit on that and, and twirl it. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, things are uh, looking up. If, as far as um, we ha- our subscription is up, and that is great. Well, consistency leads to things like that. So if you guys uh, are girls or non-binaries, um, if anybody's looking to support the podcast or the website, you know, because I'm pretty much running this all myself, if you want to go to paypal.me slash positive sarcasm, that's a forward slash. Once again, paypal.me slash positive sarcasm to donate any amount is super appreciated because, you know, the, those people listening all over the United States, I'm not sure who you guys are. Feel free to reach out and send me contact info or ask questions that you maybe want to have he- heard answered on the podcast or in the YouTube channel or whatever and I, or on Facebook. Um, I look forward to it. Positive sarcasm at outlook.com. You can uh, hit me up on the contact page at positive sarcasm. You can hit me up all over social media at positive sarcasm, facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. If you want to be a guest and you're in the area, you can hit me up that way as well. But like I said, if you want to support the podcast in any way, shape or form, uh, you can contact me or uh, donate to positive sarcasm, uh, paypal.me at, my God, I'm not very good at this. This is the first time I've actually hawked like this. PayPal.me slash positive sarcasm to donate any amount would be greatly appreciated. It all goes towards funding the website and any other adventures because sometimes I do stupid shit and uh, it costs me a lot of money. So uh, I really do appreciate you folks listening. I really do appreciate Jess be- taking the time out of her busy schedule to come here and sit down with me and bang out another fantastic episode. We ran just over an hour long and... Um, here we are with all the chit-chat, banter back and forth, and who's the what's-its? Here we are with another podcast episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's do this thing.
That's why the mics should be on. They are on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, you're on there, okay. so okay. appreciate appreciate that, and I will circle back around and uh, again at the end of the of the of the argument. But the thing for the stuff with the places and the people and the junk in the junk bits of battle. <laughs> um, did I mention that? You have to be careful of critters when you're walking at 4 a.m. You can do it fast. Uh, fast creditors? Like, yeah. Cr- creditors, cre- like people that are seeking money? Creditors, yeah. Is you that have what to be, you said? Yes. Um, note to anybody who does morning cardio, when you go for a walk, you have to be careful of debt collectors. They are out there waiting for you to walk by. No. I always notice that when I'm walking by at like 4 a.m., there's like this little skunk. Just kind of bebopping around on somebody's lawn. Oh. And then you walk by and he's like, yeah, I see you. What do you want to do? Yeah. You want to do this now or you want to do this later? Because you can smell him. It's like something's not right. Oh, yeah. And then you see him and the skunk's not really walking. The skunk is staring you down. Well, I've had uh, an encounter with a skunk in my apartment, but it was very like I was across the street getting out of my car and the skunk was pretty much like in front of our doorway. <sighs> mm-hmm. Delicious. Is it delicious? It is fantastic. Did you fill it with the foam, the fancy foam? Yeah, but I. Your you skinny know bitch. Funny foam? is this fat, this fancy foam. Yeah. It doesn't attach to the coffee. It just sits on the top. So when you drink the coffee, you, you have a mustache. You basically no. You just suck up all the freaking foam, and then you just it's like a, a fake sugar bomb, and then then you drink your coffee. It's like <gasps> oh. Oh, that's kind of sad. That's disappointing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't have the issue with the skunk because they just kind of go away because I kind of stay back just because I don't want to scare them. I like skunks. It's too bad that they stink. I, well, the thing is, is I'm startled because I'm usually, when I first start doing walking in the morning, it's really cold out and you're just walking by and you don't notice them because I'm all wrapped up and all of a sudden you see, you hear something rustling and you're looking like 15 feet away. This is the little bastard just kind of rummaging around on somebody's lawn. Well, I have a scarier story than that. When I was leaving 5 a.m., before 6 a.m., before 6 a.m., I was in my car, and there was frost on the windshield, and I was trying to warm up the car, so I was sitting there for a while because I didn't just want to take off with ice all over my windshield so I can't see, and not sure where this human being came from. But there was a guy with a hat on and a hoodie that was, like, walking towards my car that was, like, going to tap on my window. Mm. And then I was like, mm, I'm just going to start driving right now. And then I took off. Yeah. And that F was that, scary. F that noise. Yeah. Follow your gut. Yeah. Unless it leads you to the ice cream factory, follow your gut. No, because that was, it was freezing cold outside. So I was like, this is not... A normal encounter. Yeah. I smell fear. Yeah. But I also smell Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> uh, I'll talk about the Starbucks thing later. So, Brian Callen, that was a blast. So funny. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. Uh, openers, you know, they were young. They were like one or two years in the business. But if anybody goes to Laugh Boston, uh, that's a great comedy club. You walk in, you can literally either order from the waitress or you can order from the app on your phone. I screwed it up, actually, because I hit the pay button, and I thought I did, but it turned out I didn't. See, because I was to... wondering. Everybody was getting their stuff before us. Yeah, so I was like, wait a minute. I d- I'm like, wait a minute. I did something wrong. I had to have done something wrong. So you have to input your table number. Ah, uh, see? Cause so I... I input my table number, and I said nothing. I, just, okay. I was like, okay. And then I said nothing. And then I'm just all of a sudden, I literally see 30 seconds later, somebody coming with a drink, and I'm like, 
Like, See, nothing ever happened. Ah, uh, because I was wondering, like, how do they find you? How do they even find you? Mm-hmm. But I have to admit, their barbecued chicken strips, really good. Were they? Really good. Considering I was, you know, that drink hit me hard, but uh, it was pretty, they were pretty yeah, good. Yeah, you're a cheap date. Uh, yeah. When it comes to booze, yeah. I mean, considering it was, well, that thing was pure rocket fuel. Well, yours might have been strong. My Jack and Ginger was not. Uh, mine was a VO and Red Bull, and I had to douse it with Red Bull. Mm. I mean, it was rocket fuel. I think the bartender was sweet on you. It wouldn't be the first male in South Boston who was sweet on me. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a blast. So, if you have a chance to see Brian Callen, or if you have the chance to go see go to Laugh Boston, you'll be uh, in for a treat. Yeah, that's a beautiful venue. And it's... then, last night, uh, I was driving Zach's car. Mm. And I got pulled over because I didn't have my Waze app on. And why I, did? Oh, what were you speeding? Mm -hmm. what? I got a four hundred dollar ticket. No, you didn't. Mm -hmm. Shut up! You are lying right now. No. Let I'm me not. see. Let me see. Four hundred dollar ticket for what? Did you have your seatbelt on? I was driving the Lexus, and I was ninety five and a sixty five. That's actually. Uh, in California, that'd be considered reckless driving, and you'd actually be arrested. I don't care about California. I'm just saying. I'm saying. You know what? Be happy. Because mm. I'm sure oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure smiles. your bail would be probably more than that. Okay, I'm taking it to court. Wow, four hundred bucks. You might win. They might not show up because you yeah, know, they who keep the saying fuck that. Cares? And you know what? Let's face it. The cop always shows up. They always show up. I don't know. See, I've never gotten one of these. Knock on wood. Reverberation that makes. Yeah, so that was great. Um, but before then, you know, Doggo Apollo from uh, week yeah, sixty something the or other. We played with. Yeah. Well, he apparently has heartworm. He had heartworm when he was when in rescue, uh -huh. and apparently he came back. And also, apparently, from what I understand, that's a big deal. It's a very big deal. Um, so they have. So currently, Apollo's on. Um, He's on medication. He really can't run. Oh. He can't get, like, all crazy and stuff. So that's know. a parasite, right? It's a parasite that sits in his heart. And if it gets worse, he could die. Oh, no. So they have him on medication. So it's six months of treatment. And then Jesus. probably after a year, once they kill all the bacteria and the worms and stuff, he'll be okay again. But a kind of, kind of, I and mean, he's kind of a goofball dog. He likes to run and jump around and stuff. Right. So kind of sucks to, because uh, I was thinking about that all morning. I mean, it's like, like I can survive a ticket. It's like whatever. You take a day off a of court. You know, take a day off for of court, and you know, you tell them blah blah blah, and you give them a sob story. Can you cut it in half? But it's like whatever, and you fucking <laughs> right. get through it. Right. You get through it. But you know, this is somebody's dog. You know, this is somebody's before they had, you know, you know that special girl in their life that he does now, and all that other stuff. He just had the dog. Right. Well, and, animals are family, period. It'll, yeah, animals. Fiona, Fiona is my family. Fiona, Starla wants to get rid of her and start over with a new cat. That's not going to happen. When I was in the hospital, Fiona was actually looking for me. And then when I came back home, she would literally not leave my side. If I got out to go to the bathroom, she followed me. She followed me everywhere. So they're family. Yeah, and they they're very attached. Even, cat, even cats can be like that too, but dogs, 
Jesus, they are... Dogs are babies. Yeah, they are. They are very much babies. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of... That's been in my head. Just because I don't... Like I said, I don't study things like... I, I work on human, you know, body parts and health and nutrition. I don't know how a heartworm really affects a dog. I've never really done the research on it. Right. Did you do that this morning? Were nope. you looking it up? No, I just... I didn't want to get dived too deep into it because I knew that the severity of it. It's the heartworm. It's in the heart. It can have all kinds of shit. And, and you have to. Right. This is one. It's one of those situations where you do have to resort to antibiotics and things like that or in medication to kill this severe bacteria so how just like they... you would with um if you were in africa and you got mosquito bite oh yeah they're crazy parasites too yeah you have to what is that called malaria yeah you have to have this this, this stuff you have no choice right so and that's the situation with that and that pretty much sucks so, so. how did they re- how did they realize he had a relapse well, they, he's still a young dog for the uh-huh. most part, and they were, he, you know, Zach was bringing him for his six month checkups, and that's might. how they found out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it, he has to limit his his activity levels for as far as you know, mild walks are okay, but no running and no crazy stuff, no hiking and junk. So, um, I feel bad, yeah. but at the same time, I didn't know. Right. You know, he was healthy and stuff, but he was in good spirits when I saw him. It was just he's on the medication and just kind of chilling out. So we're kind of keeping him. I'm I just I let Zach know. I was like, yeah, I was thinking about it all this all morning, and it was bothering me. So, and I mean, since I work with a nonprofit organization that rescues dogs and all that jazz, maybe I could uh, double check with Laura and see what she has to say about it. Oh and yeah. See what our thoughts are on it, and it doesn't hurt to ask, right? Um, to see what it is there. So, oh yeah, and uh, I did work on your computer the other day. How's that? Did you try it? Since oh, I haven't touched that thing. No, I haven't touched no it. because when by the time uh, we ate and I was going to bed, it was still doing its thing. Okay. And then this morning, let me tell you about my morning. Let me tell you about my morning. So because Starlo is going to Washington, D.C. this morning, mm. and we all had our alarm set, and the bus was taking off at 6 o'clock from Memorial, and I woke up at like 3.30 to pee. And was like, ah, you know what? I could switch my alarm to like 4.45 because we were going to go get coffee and, you know, have her all set and ready. They will drink coffee? Yeah. They wanted uh, they they wanted all of the kids to be there like 5.15, 5.30 at the latest. So got up to pee, went back to bed. She comes into my room screaming, it's 5.58! 5.58, the bus is leaving at 6 o'clock. So I say, put clothes on now. Get your stuff now. I put on my robe. I put on my slippers. I run across the street and start the car. She runs down, tosses her stuff in the car. I'm getting phone calls. Um, we're just checking. She's supposed to be here. You know, are you guys lost or what? So I tell this little white lie that we went to the wrong school. <clears throat> and then proceed to jam it all the way to Memorial so that she can actually catch the bus. And I get another... Memorial's not bad. No, it's it's eight minutes away from yeah. where I live. Um, and I just said, uh, I, I went to the wrong school. I'm on my way. Got like two more phone calls. Where are you? I'm looking at my Waze app. I'm on um, South Porter Street. I will literally be there in less than two minutes. And pulled in, dropped her off. She ran to the bus, and like that was that. But was a total shit show morning. 
Yeah. But she got to go. She's on her way. What happened? And I've... She she didn't wake up to her alarm because of the medication that I'm on. Usually, I usually miss my alarms. Like, she's the one that will wake me up to make her breakfast and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, neither of us woke up. We were both exhausted when we went to bed last night. And, mm. yeah. So, by the skin of our teeth, like, she made it. Well, God damn it. I've yeah. had those days, too. Yeah, but this is a big deal. Like, 800 yeah, yeah. bucks to go to Washington, D.C., a big trip that she's been excited for for a long time. She's got, like, plenty of money to spend on souvenirs and everything, and it's supposed she's to be... She's probably to buy a few politicians while she's at it. Well, she could. She's <laughs> all, she, uh, Mayor Gatsis loved her. She used to do a lot of stuff. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. She used to get invited to a lot of things there. Um, yeah, so that was my morning. And then I felt like a really shitty mom, like, for <laughs> most of the morning. And then I just kept texting her, like, is everything okay? Is everything good? Are you happy? You know, so, yeah. Yeah, I saw this, um, I was in the grocery store, and, uh, well, when am I not? <laughs> and, uh, it was this, you know, you see, like, the typical hot mom with, like, the kid that's, like, being a pain in the ass. But, like, the mom is dressed like she's getting ready to go out. But the kid is just being like acting up and just being a pain in the ass. And I don't really see hot moms with kids. Well, so I don't know. You you can tell she's, you know, but it's I, I felt kind of bad. Uh-huh. She was like the hot mom with the with the with the young male, with the young kid, young boy. Okay, and he's being all bratty and stuff. And like the, and it's like I felt kind of bad. I, I don't know if I don't know if that's empathy. I don't know. I just felt kind of bad when I saw her, and I was like, "That's gotta be tough." It is tough. It's it is hard dealing with your kids. I was very lucky. Starla was not like well, a, t- male too. a tantrumy kind of kid, and I I saw this one thing on Facebook. This video this lady posted because she had just come back from shopping, and this other woman had like three kids. One was like. Totally wigging out, throwing a tantrum. She's trying to do everything to calm the kid down. And, you know, everybody's staring at her, of course, because you got people that are just like, oh, my God, shut up. And this one lady looked at her and just rolled her eyes with like a, you know, and it's like when you're in that position, all you need is somebody to look at you and be like, it's okay. Like, this happens. It's okay. It's all right. You know, like, you're not a bad mom. Well, some of them are. <laughs> well, so, so, some of them are, but, you know, it's... They're learning. It happens. It's, you know, you can't control everything that your kid does. Now, if your kid is being a total asshole and won't stop, I was always, with Starla, was pretty much like, if this is going to continue, we're just going to, we're going. We're leaving. I'm leaving mm-hmm. the basket here and we're leaving. Um, there And there will be consequences for that. Yeah, I hate it. I I was like, if your kid's being that much of a pain in the ass, you have to leave the store. Yeah, or like, I remember... It's much more convenient to do so nowadays because you have, like, you have pickup lines at the stores. Yeah. You can order, you can Postmate, you can do all kinds of things to have much more convenient for you in, in case just life is getting in the way. But I will also say that a lot of times going out to the grocery store when you have children, like, that's your outing. Yeah, like that is your like 
getting out, being in public kind of time. Um, but mm-hmm. I remember seeing parents when they take their kids out to dinner. I'll never forget sitting next to this oh, family. My God, shoot me in the face. Where they had, um, I think they had like a teenager, and then they had probably like a three-year-old, and both of the parents were there. And the kid was just screaming its head off and crying. And every and all all three of them were just sitting there and eating and ignoring, completely ignoring, while everybody else is just like, oh, like take your kid outside. Like, do something about this. This kid doesn't have to sit here and scream and yell. And they it just ignoring, just blocking it out. Do you think it's appropriate at that point for a general manager to go, we have to ask you to leave? We'll comp your meal, but you got to go. Um... If you're ki- you have all these people, you go there for an ambiance and an experience. Right. And if your kid is doing that, that's I there's think, a, there's got to be a line. Well, I think I think the manager coming over and saying, you know, do you want to step outside for a little while to try and calm your kid down? I think that's appropriate versus like kicking somebody out. Okay. That kind of sucks. All I right. mean, there's only so reward it. Is that is it? Can the general manager say something? I think so. If it was a, a table full of teenagers that were rowdy and yelling and cursing and swearing and not being respectful of the other patrons, that would get addressed. It would get more so addressed. Or if it was a bunch of drunken adults that were, you know, acting inappropriate, that would get addressed too. I think people are touchy over because it's a child and... You can't necessarily control everything that a child does. I think people don't want bad press about that, but I think it's perfectly acceptable to say, like, do you, you know, would would you like to step outside? You know, or like, is is there is there something we can, is there something we can bring your child that might be able to calm them down? You know, I can go to the bar, right? Drink. You want some whiskey to rub on those gums? Well, more so to both those points that you made. Is fact is that um, you can't just keep your kid home. I mean, unless you're homeschooling, but it is it is good to like bringing your dog out in public. Yes, I'm comparing the two. Right. Your kid needs to experience going out and being around other people and learning how to have certain decorum etiquette etiquette while in a public place because that's because you're going to see other people and the kid's going to react and it's like no no no. when you see you know the fat guy walk by don't point Um, no you can point just don't say fat (laughs) (laughs) that's not nice um but yeah the, the kid needs to experience that but at the same time just you've you've seen it in in most of the chain restaurants where you just yeah mostly chain restaurants where the kids just completely batshit crazy and the mom or dad mostly the mom is kind of like doesn't know what to do because the dad is pretty much pussy whipped at that point and it's just like well, what are you gonna do the dad's not pussy whipped he just doesn't give a fuck yeah well it's kind of the same thing at that point the guy the dad's pretty much just given up on life at that point yeah pretty much and then the mother has to handle <laughs> handle all, all the time and then she eventually gives up as well yeah here here's your here's your here's your uh here's walking your... papers yeah, yeah no here's your tablet watch your shows yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, he- and here's the thing is that, like, I know there's a lot of people that frown on screen time for kids. Like, I just took Starla to go get her physical, you know, and they have, like, this this rule of, like, it's called, like, five to one. And I know it's five servings of fruits and vegetables. And I think it's, like, two hours of screen time a day. So 
and a lot a lot of people are they think it's good to give their kids the phone so that they can watch their show and kind of zone out mm. and be quiet. And then there's, a, there's you know, a lot of parents that are like, no, because you're rotting their brain and this is all they do and watch. And um, they, you know, frown on stuff like that. So I think you kind of have to find balance in life, period, is really difficult. And especially like balance with children makes it even more difficult because there's so many different factors that go on like look at us when we were kids fucking saturday morning cartoons would be we wouldn't move. yeah we wouldn't move for four hours we would sit there in front of a crt television right that was like a goddamn electromagnetic pulse through our faces and every and we would not move for four hours right and we we've, we've already had like four bowls of cereal you know we're filled with fructose and milk carbohydrates and we're just sitting there watching you know ducktails those were the Looney good old Tunes. days we were yeah but before hours straight, we took it in like champions three stooges and then we beat the shit out of each other and move on with our day yeah but see it's like um growing up back then i think was awesome i think that was like the last phase of growing up well as joe rogan says pre-internet we're, the, we're yeah. gonna be the last we're gonna be the, we are the last who grew up Unless, you know, something bad happens, we will be the last uh, generation to grow up without Internet because it was, what, 1991 when Al Gore invented the Internet? Was uh, it? Was it? <laughs> um, yeah, it was about 1991. Uh, Tandy, I had a Tandy 386 desktop computer with a 13 13-inch screen. That thing was the shit. Played, oh. played Doom on it. Oh, yeah. I remember going over to my girlfriend's house when I would think I was in, like, third or fourth grade, and we played... It was, like, the first video game. I can't even remember what it's called. Well, no. But I, it was I got like, the internet in 97, but what, what game was it that we were It playing? was... I can't remember the name. It was it was something like Quest, mm -hmm. where it's like you have to find the princess, or you have to go find all these things and make magical potions, and then visit this store. You have to type in something. What yeah. You yeah. Yeah. It was... Uh, that was a video game. It was... Uh, the Princess Diaries. It's in the beginning of the Princess Diaries. He's playing that. Okay. Yeah. I forget what it's called, like Vision Quest or something. Like yes, that. I think or that's what Magic it's Quest or Wizard. Quest. But I never played that. That was um, the beginning of what you would call RPG, role playing games. Mm -hmm. uh, I was never into role playing games, like um, like of Might and Magic and all that stuff, Dungeons and Dragons. I was never into that. Right. That wasn't my thing. Not that I have a problem with it, mm -hmm. um, you know, dorks and swords, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, but I don't, I wasn't into that. I was, that's a good topic. I started playing video games on an Apple II GS or an Apple II. That was, we're talking Oregon Trail green screen. So you literally start your computer, you pop in a five and one fourth floppy. So about the size of your face, mm -hmm. a square Wendy's cheeseburger. You slide into your computer. And you're in a floppy disk and I'm older than you. Um, <laughs> so you slide that thing in mm. and you hear that classic sound. And then all yeah. of a sudden, boom, you know, your computer comes to life and you, you know, you're, you're hunting for Buffalo and picking up 2000. People. Oh, the way to easiest, the best way to win Oregon trail is be a doctor because the doctor makes a great amount of money. Yeah. Um, it can heal. He can heal people while because when every time fucking Mary, Mary always gets sick. Uh, you you stop, 
you hunt. Uh-huh. Every time Mary gets sick, you stop and you hunt. Uh-huh. And then Mary gets time to recover. And then you get food because the do- you know. That's actually very and then you, thoughtful. And the, do- and the doctor always the doctor always makes plenty of money, uh-huh. so you have plenty of money to buy uh, uh, axles, and you have two thousand. You always get two thousand pounds of food. Always. That's a lot of food. Well, how, how do it you was carry, a long trip. How do you carry those home? You had axles and in, in, in oxen and stuff. It's the Oregon oh. Trail. You're literally you're doing the Oregon Trail. Oh, I see. And oh, and never and when you have to cross the river, never use the floaty. Never float because you always sink. Always take the ferry or build a raft. Okay. Otherwise, you otherwise Mary's gonna die. <laughs> so that was my Apple II. And then I got a Tandy 380. This was still pre-internet. Mm. I got a Tandy 386, which was super cool. Um, I played like uh, missile cannon on it, and then I played Wolfenstein 3D, which was basically you fought, you escaped from Wolfenstein Prison in Germany during World War II. So the Wolfenstein. Yeah, you fought Nazis. Not Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Yeah, it was awesome. You fought Nazis, which yeah. was you know obviously I'm a Jew. I love it. Um, you fight Hitler. He has four machine guns. Wow, you fight Hitler? Oh yeah, you fight Hitler. That's fun. And he's he's hard. Is he? <laughs> yeah, shocking. Um, yeah, he comes out. Well, that's because he's like a coked out maniac. Oh, he's he's actually like Iron Man in this thing because he comes out. He's got quad Gatling guns, so he's got two on one side and two on the other. So he's running like twenty four barrels, and he comes out in a mech uniform. So he comes out, fucking guns blasting, and then you. Once you blow up his mech uniform, he's still holding two of them, two chain guns, and he's and he's chasing after you. It's freaking cool. That sounds like a nightmare. That was a it was that was a great game. That was the same company, the same guys who developed the game Doom, and then I ended up playing Doom, and that's when I I really like learning how to do homework was a side note because I was just doing homework. <laughs> a side I was note? doing homework, being a smart little second grader or whatever, and all of a sudden I see my brother playing. Uh, Wolfenstein and Doom, mm. and I was like, "Fuck this shit!" And I just <laughs> threw the papers aside, and it's like, "I'm playing Doom," and that was it. I went right into the pits of hell, and I became uh, a gaming nerd ever since. Uh, see, I grew up you in know, the days so of uh... first-person shooters and all that stuff, and then strategy. He was playing Command and Conquer, uh-huh. which was like a military strategy game. So you get that third, you get that like bird's eye view, that 3D bird's eye view of, of your whole battlefield and stuff. And <gasps> I, super cool. I actually had um, an arcade game that was in my bedroom called Battlefield. My dad bought it. I don't know why, but I got the joy of having it in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Really crappy game. It's just like a tank game. But I grew up on Atari and then Sega. So I didn't play games online. I had... Um... Atari, yeah, I did have Atari. I had Missile Command. I had, you know, Pitfall. I had all that jazz. Centipede. Yep. So, but I didn't, I don't remember Donkey a lot. Donkey Kong? No, never played Donkey Kong. In there. I did. But I, uh, I didn't spend, I don't have a lot of mental, Im- I don't remember a lot from Atari. Nintendo, I remember a ton. I mean, Ring King, Knight Rider, uh, the original Zelda. Oh, yeah. All day long. All day long. Yeah, we were Sega house, so. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I didn't have any Sega stuff. I didn't have any Sony stuff. Uh, and, and then I went. I just kept hitting the Nintendo ladder. Says Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo, which was insane. Mm-hmm. Super Nintendo is was something special. It really is, and it still is. 
that really is let's talk about 2d games that was truly special the super nintendo absolutely fantastic you had mario kart you had super mario world uh you had was it mario party or some shit mario had, party that uh, I, I, I think you could even get mortal Kombat on that damn thing but it was an absolute blast you had street fighter oh, oh dude. yeah i was okay call me a feminist but i always played as chun li i love chun li first why of all, wouldn't she, you when I had long black hair, I used to put them in buns all the time. And she had That's steroid quads. Yeah, she did. She had quads that could choke a bitch. Well, she is the she is. I think she is the hottest video icon. On yeah, the she puts she puts to uh, Laura Croft. Yeah, to shame. fuck Laura Croft. Yeah, she's just a anorexic <laughs> with, waif compared to Chun Li with triangle titties. Yeah. <laughs> no, Chun Li was the best character. Um, she was she was the fastest character. She mm-hmm. had the easiest combos because all you had to do was hold down, hit that B button really hard, and her her uh, her leg turned into it just a hard spin kick. Mm-hmm. And when you got a guy against the wall and you and you use the ultra kick, he would get stuck against the wall, and you would just be fucking blasting him, and you'd get a flawless against him. You just destroy him. And it's great when you do the car, the little car bonus round, because mm-hmm. you just stand next to the car, hit B, and you, you just go into that whirlwind kick and destroy it. And then at the – so Chun-Li, the best. Yeah. Always use Chun-Li. She's super, and she's super strong. There's no weaknesses to her. Mm-hmm. That's what made her so cool. That's the thing about Street Fighter. There was no – it was nobody was – nobody was weaker than the other. Nobody was weaker than the other. Nobody was stronger than the other. It was just right. learning it's, how to use their combos. Yeah, it seemed like a – Fair playing field with different attributes for each. I mean, if you were to change that now, I'd be okay with it. But the way the game was set up, it was, um, I don't know. There was something about Chun-Li. You just, I, I got the impression, like some people, oh, you know how it was? It was like rock, paper. It was like rock, paper, scissors. Like you could do Chun-Li's like leg kick was mm-hmm. awesome, but against uh, Blanca's electric fence, uh-huh. electric body, she'd get lit up. So it was very rock, paper, scissors with her. Right. Like, so you pick a certain character against her and she would go down in, in like a bag of shit. But in my opinion, overall, she was the best. Right. Um, or like her versus E Honda with that, with that hyper arm. Yeah. Um, she, I just go. like your display of, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, like yeah, a, he had a hard jerk-off game. Yeah, it pretty much looks <laughs> <Yeah>. like it. <laughs> As you wipe shit off of your leg right now. Wop. Um, yeah, E-Honda was good. Blanca was good. Guile was good. 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 Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, Chun-Li was the shit. And so that's what made freaking Super Nintendo so great. I don't know much about Sega. I just know it was like Sonic the Hedgehog, which was extraordinary. Yeah, my favorite game. That was a really, really good game, though. Super underrated. Well, yeah, and it's it's crazy. I actually, when I was in high school, I think, um, like, 10th grade, I had a girlfriend that had Sonic the Hedgehog actually, like, tattooed on her. Really? In, like, 10th grade, yeah. A real tattoo? Yeah. She's like, wow. So you All got right. Super Mario tattooed on your ass after that? <laughs> no. No. I was a Sega. Uh, I was a Sega family. <sighs> That's cool. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I had I always had a console, and then eventually I got to I had you know I had PC. I went to the whole PC world, started playing Command and Conquer and shit like that, and that was kind of then I got to college, and then 
I stopped. I, for the most part, I stopped playing video games about two, three years ago. Because I just number one, I don't have a console. Number two, I don't really make the time for it. Right. I, if I did have a choice, yes, I would absolutely have like a PS4 in here, and I'd be playing the new Doom game, and I would. Because I was, I would was very good at, you know me, I'm very good at scheduling time for certain things. Right. So I would schedule like an hour. I would sit down. I would play Assassin's Creed. One hour was done. Save the game. Move along. Go to other things. Very disciplined. I had a, I had a podcast there. I had a relationship there. I had a full time job. I had all kinds of the stuff. So it was like, but I had it all squared away. So I could totally do it again. But right now, I just don't give a fucking, you know, gotta go to court. So, but I also have to pay for. Um, Oh, yeah, because then I got next weekend, I have the show, and then I got to go to... You have what show? Uh, the Jay Cutler Classic in Boston. So I'm going to the Boston... you're competing in? No, I'm not competing. What, you're you see my abs? To... I yeah. haven't either. I haven't. This is why I'm asking. No, I have not. No, because... So you're um, just going to see? Going to see because Rick's going to be doing the photo shoot uh, the next day, and me and Graphical.com are going to be hooking up to do the video. I, she's doing the photography. I'm obviously doing the video work. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm bringing all my gear down there for that Sunday in Pawtucket or Providence, mm-hmm. wherever she decides. Oh, there's a gym there that she gets to utilize. So I'm going to be there doing the video work with her. So I have to put off a commercial I was going to do with John Morton for his coffee company, Valentis. So um, I'm going to have to put that off for another week. Well, he we were going to do it this week, but he canceled and he pushed it off. So I'm going to push it off on him. Not out of spite, just because I have this thing already planned. Right. Schedule, schedule. Yeah. Uh, but that'll be cool because I need – actually, as of last year or you know, literally like this week last year, it was when I did week 19, that big week I did when I first started to get my shit together as far as vlogging because I did the photo shoot. I did the Jay Cutler Classic and then I did the airplane ride, blah, blah, blah. So this is going to be like that one-year anniversary of that one, so which would be super cool. And, of course, I get to do another photo shoot with Nicole, which will be awesome again. Yeah. And this time I get to do it with one of my favorite competitors, Rick, um, who was a former teammate of mine when I was competing in New England, which I no longer do. And I'm working on a New York trip, too. I texted Bobby, and I'm like, what do you think? New York City? He goes, is this a competing thing or a – because I know what he was saying. Because if it's a competing thing, he probably he was going to pass. Right. Because uh, he already did that with me. So as far as I'm concerned, we're, we're definitely, it's not like we're even, but he did me a solid favor by going to Charleston with me to help me compete. Mm-hmm. But um, he's like, or is this a fun trip? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is going to be fun. Long weekend, Manhattan, you, me, the camera, and the drone. We'll just take the town. He goes, yeah. Yeah, Manhattan's fun. Yeah. Manhattan's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the one time I was there with Bobby, first of all, we had we were only there for a small time, but we had a fucking blast in New York City. Just a little time there. And it was just a cool moment. So and I haven't been back in the longest freaking time, so I need to go I need to go back in there and dive into that shit because who knows what you run at this point with all the social media and YouTube shit going on, who knows what you're gonna run into. Right. Um But I feel like like, if I see another... I'm not going to see another vlogger in, Man- in Manchester. That's for damn sure. But if I'm going to New York City, you're going to be... They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. So you don't know who you're going to run into. So I really have to have my eyes on the whole time as far as everything I'm doing, everything I'm shooting, and just go full blast. Make sure my gear's all set and be ready to go. Because that's going to be an intense trip as far as getting... Soaking in all that visual data. Mm-hmm. Um, But that's not going to be till like august you know get my car registered i gotta get my new driver's license that's gonna suck oh really yeah mm. fucking more money i have to spend 
That's life. Yeah. Mm. How's your tomatoes? They're really good. They're delicious and super sweet. I got these at Hannaford's. Four dollars for a, like a <laughs> box that's this big. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a ton of sausage. Go figure. I think I screwed up because I think you have to swipe. I think you have to barcode the coupons too. So I think I missed two dollars on there. Oh, then, I got one of those papers they gave me. I actually should install that app thing. I don't go there very often. The uh, last thing I'm going to buy is sausage. I think sausage is... I love it. I don't know. It's kind of cringy to me. Well, I was... The only sausage I like is chorizo. And not that shit that you ate at that place. Because that was bad. That was that like... smelled s- awful. Super salty and stuff. It mm. was really salty. It smelled awful. I don't know. Uh, it just wasn't that... I don't... I could have eaten it. And I chose not to. Oh, it really wasn't good. It really wasn't good. I thought, I thought I saw you like licking your plate. Like actually licking your plate i do uh-huh. but the chorizo i left mm. i just when i really got down to it it's like when you take like if you take like a, a mcdonald's burger you actually take the burger the meat out of the out of the burger and try to eat it by yourself you realize this isn't that good no of course but not. when you put it on top of the, when you pile it on top of shit it's like all right this isn't bad i'm not gonna feel it till later well if you uh like 20 add, minutes later if you add big mac sauce to it with shredded lettuce it's pretty good Full disclosure, I had Burger King just a few weeks ago. Um, Good. Yeah. But ultimately disappointing. Because the the food has gotten smaller. Probably for the best. Mm -hmm. But I think calorically it still was paying a price. But it it wasn't as, it wasn't what I remembered. And what I remembered was something, was something much bigger, much juicier and everything like that. And I definitely, they have consolidated. The food has gotten smaller. mm -hmm. And then that makes it not worth it. If yeah, it was what uh, I remembered, cool, but it, it wasn't. The fast food, fast food is not, like, a favorite of mine. Starla does like their fries. Their fries are really good. Yeah. But, uh, their fries are still good. The only, like, fast food burger that I'll eat is, uh, like, the Wendy's, the Junior Bacon Deluxe Cheeseburger. That's actually pretty good. Well, I wanted to go to Dairy Queen, but they had a line out the door, and on drive through it was crazy. So that's why I ended up at BK. Uh, but I really just wanted... DQ because I was in See, I haven't group. tried their burgers, and I know you said that they're really, really good. They, they were. They could totally change, but from what everything that I've had there, I was like, "This is they phenomenal. Are, they are no joke. Phenomenal. Yeah. Coffee, delicious. That's good. Mm. No coffee for me afternoon. No. Nope. Not unless I have like late plans for the night. I take pills to sleep, so the last thing I need is caffeine to. You and half that. of Hollywood. Don't compare me with Hollywood, please. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, places that are politically correct, we haven't discussed the whole Starbucks thing. Well, you and I personally, I think, have, but... All right, well, give the three people that are listening to this some backstory. Actually, our subscription is up, and I haven't had three people listening uh, since this podcast never existed. Um, we have much more people listening, actually. All right, just then you know. why don't you go Give on yourself with, more credit. Go on with some backstory. Maybe people don't know. Not everybody gets to listen to everything and soak in every piece of news that's out there that's on the planet. Maybe some people have to put themselves in a little microcosm to take care of themselves to get away from stress. Maybe that is a possibility. Here's my rebuttal. So, backstory. <laughs> backstory just makes sense. Well, you were joking about the three people. It's a lot more than that. All right. Because 
I'm going to have to start doing sponsorships and stuff. Fantastic. Hey. Are you you going to waste your time talking about this, arguing with me, or are you going to give some backstory to your blah, blah, blah? Wow. Putting you on the spot much? I smell a bitch. (laughs) Right over here. That's me. um, The whole Starbucks thing is, for the most part, I haven't dove dove in. Divin? Divin. Divin. I haven't gone in depth with, apparently there was an incident where there was two men who happened to be black uh, at a Starbucks in Chicago, I think. They were at a Starbucks. Doesn't matter where they are. It was in Starbucks. And apparently the manager who has since been fired um, asked them to either leave or called the police. And the police eventually uh, actually ended up arresting the, the two gentlemen. Uh, why were so, the police called? I don't know. And why were well, they arrested? Well, first of all, they didn't they didn't order anything. They said they were waiting for a friend. Okay. But at this point, okay, obviously when somebody of color is getting arrested, social media went into an uproar. Okay. To be expected. What happened next is what made me decide on my next course of action. Yeah, that's right. Uh Starbucks, as of May 28th, they're going to be closing every single store in the United States. About 8,000 stores, I believe. And for that day... That are company-owned. Right. Um, they're going to be teaching racial bias training to all their employees. Okay. That, number one, that's not going to solve anything. Okay. You're talking to people, first of all, that you you know you don't pay for shit. All right, maybe except for their college tuition and things like that. But these are retail employees, and the manager did their job. Why don't you go talk to the police and see how they could have handled it better? Okay, the manager didn't arrest these people, and regardless of your racial bias training, first of all, look at the environment that you're in, uh, the actions that were being taken, who these people were waiting for, did they order anything, and where's the videotape? Show me the videotape of actually what happened, and then we can have a conversation. Instead of going in social media and blowing him up and causing and eventually it falls on the CEO, the CEO's responsibility. And to close down every single store to do racial bias training, you're just appeasing. It's not going to. Number one, why would you do this if it's not going to solve anything? If it's not going to solve anything, why would you do it? So just don't do it. Right. Because it makes you feel better. Uh, first of all, kiss my ass. You're doing this. It's it's very politically oppressive or it's not. It's social. It's very oppressive as far as social justice is concerned. Doesn't not going to solve anything, and I've gone through, I've looked through all the training as far as what they're going to be doing, what they're going to be talking about, and I'm all set. Now, when it what it comes down to is, I, I have a Starbucks that I visit all the time. I sit down there, I chill out, relax, have my coffee. It's not expensive. It's like two dollars and thirteen cents. It's not expensive, but this store removed all of their furniture and didn't have any new furniture for over a month. So basically, you're talking about doing all this and that for for society as far as being, you know, your racial bias and all that other bullshit. But you don't have the time to actually make sure that your stores have fucking seats in them for people to sit down. Is that store company owned? That's a that's a that's a that's a store that it's everything. It's a it's a Starbucks. It's not like I understand it's a Starbucks, but there's a difference between a company owned Starbucks and a franchise Starbucks. So what would it matter? I'm asking because it's the company owned Starbucks that are closing. 
for the training. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they're going to offer it to franchise-owned Starbucks. So there's a difference. Okay. Okay, so if you're going to complain about this store not having furniture for a month, is that because it is a company-owned Starbucks? Or is a franchise-owned Starbucks? Because then you have somebody else to go bitch at, mm-hmm. not Starbucks. Well, it's star- because it has the Starbucks name, it is Starbucks' responsibility, if their name's going to be on that store, to make sure that that place actually has furniture in it. It's one thing if it's Starbucks-approved furniture, Starbucks-approved employees, Starbucks-approved uh, uh, way of doing business. It has your name on it. Franchise-owned Yes, I understand this. Subway does the same thing. Uh, Tanning salons do the same thing. All corporate entities do the same thing. Yes, I understand that. But your name's on the building. It's your responsibility. You should be double. You have regional managers who come in and oversee the uh, the details, the inspections, all the other stuff. And that's a Starbucks that's been there for a long time that has vast amount of people going in and out of it. So did you did you file complaints about this issue? Did you speak to the manager? And then to the, the manager and I know each other very well. Luch uh-huh. does. And we talked about actually how the whole place should be redesigned as far as its aesthetic look. And I talked to the assistant supervisor there who I know on a personal basis. And as far as the uh, furniture, yeah, I was like, let's go get this furniture out here. But I very much keep to myself. I'm very quiet there. And uh, they respect me as far as just the customer goes. But Luch comes to me all the time or, or you know, comes to me and asked me what I think about this, that, and the other thing. It's like, well, this is what you should do. And he agreed with everything I said. But if you have just... If you have a store with no seats in it, okay, and your regional manager is visiting on the regular and doesn't say anything or doesn't do anything about it, I got a problem with that. And especially since if the corporate if, if corporate is did t- shutting down all these corporate stores, we're talking about racial bias training... It's contradictory. It's very contradictory. That's my problem with it. Yes, but if you have an issue with something, you need to talk to the right person to raise those red flags. And it doesn't sound like you did that at all. Well, number so, one. So, like, this is, this is, like, things that I have a problem with. Like, if you're going to go bitch about something and you want something changed, then do something in order to change it or just fucking shut up. Well, that's the thing is I've said something. I, I, obviously, I, the Twitter approach is one way, but I... That's not going to work. They don't. They never respond to anything I say. I've said stuff to Luch as far as uh, how the place should look. And let's face it. It's common fucking sense. If you have no seats in your store, how the hell are you going to have people come in and out? Or are you just going to have well, everybody run through drive? They're going to come in and then they're going to go out. Right. They're not going to sit down and hang so out. So I'm not going to waste my time. And the whole racial bias training, it should have never been brought up. Well, there's there's a responsibility. You have a responsibility to your customers. It doesn't, doesn't matter the color. They but, are doing that to avoid backlash. Like you have to obviously know that. Yeah, of course. It, so, it's garbage. It's totally garbage. All right. They didn't. It's look at the situation. Give me all the information. I don't have I haven't we haven't been given all the information. So at this point, the whole my whole point is I'm complaining about it. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the, the, the situation in general. As far as what's happening. But if you're going to close down a store that, number one, doesn't have any seats because for whatever reason. You don't know that that store is going to be closed because you don't know if it's franchised own. That's good. That's a very good point. However, I don't want to go there anymore. That's the thing. That's what I'm trying to convey to you. If you're if you're 
you are a Starbucks. If it is franchise owned, then okay, you can. Here's the here's what you can do. If it's franchise owned, you can rip down the sign and say we're no longer a Starbucks. We're going to be Todd's Hipster Coffee Shop. You would love that, wouldn't you? I would absolutely love that. They would name it Joey's Hipster Coffee Shop. Yeah, yeah, because I'm all about me. Yeah, I know. And I hate myself. The I would be all about that if a if 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 that became like a hipster owned type of place. I'm totally for it. Because like you said, if it's a franchise place, like for example, there used to be a Radisson in this town. They ripped, but the building still remains. And it's now called something else completely. So they just covered up the sign. It's still kind of a Radisson, but it's not a Radisson Yeah, anymore. but you don't know if that's the same owner. If it right. was the franchised owner, it could be the franchise owner totally sold out, said, fuck this, I'm out of here. Because you got to pay for the license for it to be a right. Radisson. So you don't know the all the contractual that's all behind all that yeah what in the end of the day i would rather as long as that the awesomeness of that change is passed on to the consumer whether it's a hotel owner or coffee drink a hotel uh you know somebody staying there patron. or some yeah patron drinking coffee staying in a hotel room doesn't matter if that awesomeness is passed on to the consumer i'm all for it so if this is a franchise that's going to stay open that day and or doesn't agree with Obviously, it's a franchise owner. And if that franchise owner doesn't agree with Starbucks policy... Then they don't have to do the training. Then they don't have to do the training. And more so, they should probably just not be a Starbucks anymore. So, I don't like... But there's a lot of people that don't have an issue with... Okay, on the opposite spectrum, Mm. there are people that are going to appreciate that they're doing this training. There are people that are going to completely disagree with what you have to say because everything everybody wants everything to be completely lateral across the board. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that are not going to stop going to Starbucks because of this. Like right. you are an individual that is making a statement. Well, I'm making a choice. Right. And I don't want to if you're if you're somebody who's spending, you know, 500 to $1000 a year on afternoon coffee, then you have to do what's best for you. Now, I like the people there, and I appreciate my time there, but the fact is, is at this point, I can go somewhere else. If I have a schedule to keep, and I can get, and I can have, I have access to somewhere else, somewhere local, mm-hmm. then I'm going to do that. And that's that. And I just, that's why I said, you know, I'm going to give it a month and, and see what they do. Because you said originally, well, just stop going right away make the statement i was like we'll see what happens between them yeah because you expect them to cancel this training which is not going to happen because if they were to cancel this training they would get more flack and more shit from it because why wouldn't you want to do a a racial bias training because it's only going to benefit this is i'm telling you what the general public is thinking is that this is a good thing because this happened, for this training to take place, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So for them to cancel it would be probably like the worst thing they could do. Mm-hmm. Then you'll see people picketing. You mean the general uninformed public? Yes. The mob? Exactly. You the mean- people that shop, the people that, that, the majority of people that are purchasing coffee there. Yeah, the because mob. Because the coffee tastes delicious. Yeah. Fuck. So when I say, just stop now, like, they're not going to, they're not like, go ahead. You want to drink coffee there every day until the day when they actually do the training. That's your prerogative. But I personally think it's more respectful if it's like, 
this is a choice they've made. I disagree with it. I want nothing to do with this brand. I'm cutting it off. That's how I am. That's that's me personal. That, those are the steps that I take. I can agree with that. I just decided that that was a good time. It's like, listen, I'm instead of just because I've always been a person is like, I'm not going to just stop showing up whether I've quit a job or something like that. or That I think is different. That I think okay. is different. When you say like, oh, I don't I don't quit anything without warning. OK, that's just like somebody saying that's like I'll start my diet on Monday. I'll quit smoking the first of the year. No, fucking do it now. Do it now. If you are going to be committed to mm -hmm. something that you want to do, do it now. I just, I, that's how I chose to do this one. I think because eventually, it, it, is the point going to come across on a minute level? Yes. Is it going to stop anything? No, not even close. Starbucks is a multi-billion dollar corporation. Right. That but right now, that right now, the inside of that store looks like the Orwellian Cafe. It's really bad. I've never been there. So I don't know what you're talking about. George Orwell, 1984, the movie. Oh, okay. It, it just looks, it looks bleh. It, they really should just change it to like bluish, depressing gray. It's just, they replaced all the beautiful, like, you know the, the, the lounge chair I have in the living room? Yes. Okay. The puffy one? Yeah, the puffy yeah. suede one. Yeah. They had like smaller versions of those, brown, all leather. Yeah, they had those on the one at South, South Willow too. Yep. Gone. They replaced them with these wooden fucking bullshit chairs with these tiny little bistro tables. First of all, I love bistro tables, but these things are pathetic. They're smaller than the tables at the co at the comedy club. You have like aesthetic issues with um I'm your coffee shops. Well, it's a coffee shop. You shouldn't be able to go there, chill, whether inside or out. Because that's the whole point of going to that Starbucks is you can go outside and chill. Mm -hmm. That's great. Love that. But I can do that somewhere else. Well, then it sounds like you need like, to I'll find to a... that somewhere else to do that and stop complaining about this one place. Well, I had to, well, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Because I am eventually going to do it. And it's right. May 29th. Or actually May 28th because they're going to be closed and I'm going to be in that area. So so, so you've, got, like, you've got another week to go suck down all the Starbucks you want in your face hole. One month. One month. May. Oh, yeah. Um, Medication brain. <laughs> no, it's fine. So I just, I'm annoyed by it. I don't like the idea of it. I know, and obviously we've already spoken about my opinion on the whole social justice bullshit and the racial bias and unconscious bias and echo chambers and all that shit. And to me, this filters right into that category. I'm annoyed by it. You're appeasing to it. It's bullshit. I don't like it. I don't want to be a part of it. Now, when you talk about something like chick-fil-a who is very religious they're christian owned or something like that and there's been all that backlash with them i get that but they're not doing any bias training they're not doing anything like that they are who they are they're not terrorists right they're same just, thing with hobby lobby same thing with hobby lobby i'll shop at hobby lobby i don't got a problem with the christians is it christians yeah. you know it's a little inconvenient that they're closed on sunday but that's okay my knickknack shopping can wait till tuesday um so that's fine. I'll but first of all, Chick Fil A is fucking delicious. Yeah, I've, I've never <laughs> even eaten there, so it's they got really good chicken sandwiches. I eat, well that that chicken place uh, on Elm Street. That's a that's halal food. Yeah, I haven't been there either. And that's oh, <gasps> girl, you missing out? There's I am. nothing that you, you haven't lived until you fought with a big fat Jamaican woman over, over the last five wins. wins. I know, I know. You told you me about this. You haven't lived. Okay. I'm telling you, when that 
when when she's coming up on you, uh uh-uh, uh, you're like, whoa, this be- right. this is some good ass wings then. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, I'll eat there. I'll eat at Chick Fil A and I'll drink coffee at a at some hipster place. And I it, I just I like it like that because it's honest. The reason that's the one of the main reasons I have an issue with this whole Starbucks thing because I know it's bullshit. I I know you don't agree with my timeline of how I'm going to approach it, some of my thoughts on how franchise versus corporate, but I know you agree with me when you think it's it is bullshit. Well, yeah, it is bullshit, but that's why. And your timeline is your timeline. In my in my perspective, it is more respectable to just be like, no, I cut the cord now. Because what? Let's, did, say, let's yeah. say they cancel their training. That's not gonna that that's not gonna have that, any. That would be balls, though. Imagine they just imagine if the CEO said, "Fuck this shit," just just canceled it. But that and and that would just make everything okay for you, where it's just like, oh, they had in this my one own thought, little Candyland world, yes. Their mind. Oh, see, because then they that place would be so full of MAGA hats. <laughs> Gonna make Starbucks great again. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god, that'd be that actually would not be my favorite thing. Mm. I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I it annoys me. It, it annoys me to hear about it. It annoys me to see it. And why even take the time to address it? It's just one of those things. It happened. Address the situation at its core. This is not a system. All of a sudden, Starbucks is systemically racist. That's the problem. They're not systemically racist. They're just a left-wing coffee shop that makes really good dark roast. Yeah, but that that is... But yeah, they're also the, Seattle-owned. That's the di- That is the direction that everything is heading towards. Ugh, that's makes oops, that's what makes me sad though. Yeah, I know, but it's that's the way it everything is heading towards. So there's gonna be a lot of places. Do you think there's gonna be heavy pushback shop. though? I, we've already answered this question, but I think there's gonna be heavy pushback by some corporations for the most part, or the corporations just gonna collapse in general because retail's taken a heavy hit this year. I mean, Toys R Us went bye bye. Well, that's because they, Best Buy that, closing. That that's because they refused to innovate. Mm-hmm. They had Amazon doing their fulfillment. So they didn't grow. They just decided to be the big box store that strictly sold toys. They did stuff like have slime centers or um, paint your Thomas the Train. You know, like there's shit that we used to do at AC Moore for craft day. If they did stuff like that, it would bring people into the stores. Like a Build-A-Bear. Yeah, yeah. So if you Very, get... Very uh, interactive. You, yes, you get things that are hand, hands-on, interactive, and you become more than just a place of box toys that you go to purchase mm. because going there on Christmas is bullshit and hateful and awful and yeah so it, if, if you if you refuse to innovate and try to grow and come up with new ideas then yeah eventually your business is gonna end well, what about sticking to tradition but then again it's Toys R Us it's retail there's no tradition there it's just it's just a department store full no, of toys th- there's a difference between tradition like if you Okay, like um, if you're an ice cream parlor and you have soda jerks, that's something traditional. Okay. That's that's something that holds a value mm-hmm. that uh, many places don't do. And the places that do do it, I just said do do, do do it. God, you know, like those are places that people want to visit because it's like, oh my god, back in the day, this is how life was. 
you know. So there's there's places that hold nostalgia. Yeah, vintage nostalgia that people like and want to see, you know. Um, and then there's places that are just like there's nothing new here. It's when you're when you're stagnant. What do you expect? Kmart, basically. Yeah. What you're saying. So yeah, uh, Toys R Us essentially was Kmart with toys. So Kmart closed thousands of stores. Kmart to- sells trash though, like literal trash. Yeah. There, Toys R Us, same n- thing. Sears closed a shit ton of places. JC Penney's, which actually kind of, I like, I like JC Penney's. I actually like their stuff. Well, I like their clothes. I like their clearance best. Yes, their clearance so they had fucking really rules. good clearance, and they that's nice probably the there. problem is that they had so much wonderful. Their stuff clearance. is super cheap though. But they tried. They like JC Penney's made the move where they weren't going to do sales and everything was just going to be the lowest price. So I mean, they I, they tried. You know what sucks though is Macy's took one of the hardest hits too. First of all, they designed everything for fat people, and their clothes were still overpriced. Um, their clothes will always be overpriced. They, they but always not were. like yeah. But if you're gonna buy overpriced clothes, they have to fit. And that's why everybody goes to Nordstroms. Okay, so it's like at this point, why bother go to Macy's when it's all it's just overpriced clothes that only fit fat people. Okay. I don't know. I haven't tried anything on in Macy's, or so I wouldn't know if they. No, I bought like one pair. Of, I bought like one pair of pants the other, the other day. From you know, there. but again, on clearance. As far as like sizing goes, sizing is that's a psychological issue for people. So, if I could go into a Macy's, like if I'm a size eight, okay, just mm-hmm. a general size eight, and I can go into a Macy's and you know, like all of a sudden, oh, I'm a size four. I'm going to probably shop there more because it's feeding my ego that, well, I can fit into a size four. So it's just sizing is all psychological. It's like it's like the stuff that, you know, my daughter buys at, um, oh, what's that store called? Just all the stores that she shops at at the mall. It's just like these are for the tiniest, skinniest little people. So fat people don't go in there. Mm-hmm. They're not welcome there. Because their sizes are not accommodated. Or you can buy that, but you have to buy it online because we don't want you actually in our store. Well, they have big and tall sections. They have big and tall stores. Mm. So why don't you just do that? Not at Hollister, I don't believe. <laughs> no, like definitely the not at Hollister. that I'm talking about. Or, you know. or S- Express, which right. I'm not the biggest. I like Express. I don't love it, but their clothes are so stupidly overpriced. Well, yeah. So I like at this point, I would yeah, I would rather shop at Nordstrom's or at an independent retailer. And I find that independent retailers right now are actually going up in value because of the fact that they're different and and targeted and well, because they just can they better. can cater to what they want to cater to, and they can be the stores that they want to be because they don't have any corporate asshole to answer to. Right, and I feel like the hipster, the actual real hipsters are actually really doing a service. A true service. You know, they make really good shit. They're buying all the girlfriend jeans and wearing all the the fat (laughs) lady skinny pants. Well, number one, they make amazing coffee. Number two, they're real good craftsmen with leather. Uh, They make great clothes, great food. They're innovators. They're true, I guess, entrepreneurs. They go out there. They're prototypes. They try something different. They try something new. And I appreciate that. Them trying something and not being afraid to fail in some ways. And then learning to approve. So I appreciate the independent, independent hipster entrepreneur. Yeah, but I don't person. think that's just uh, hipster based. But a hipster is essentially a pro- it's a prototype. It's kind of hip. It's artisan. I hate the word artisan, but they are 
a part. I'd rather say artisan than hipster. Okay. Well, the idea is like when you hipster. When you, hipster is a trend. That's a trend. That 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 essentially. It, but is to a be trend. a trend to me is is to be at the forefront. But trends. Trends, trends change. Yeah. So to if something is truly good and and wonderful and beneficial, it's. I feel much more comfortable calling it artisan. Yeah. Okay, yeah, or a pioneer. Mm-hmm. Hipster is a fad of fucking lumberjack beards, of beard oil, <laughs> of fucking skinny pants, of wearing plaid shirts, um, of charging $12 for a fucking drink because it has this much alcohol, it's full of crushed ice, and you put a blackberry on it that has a little powdered sugar and it's pretty. Well, what you do from because you serve it with a paper straw. What you do from it with from a hipster is you take some of the you take some of that stuff. Some of that stuff that you mentioned actually gets filtered down like a concept car. That's what a hipster is. A hipster is a concept car. It's like that looks kind of cool in this part. That looks kind of cool in that part. I have to pee too. Give me like 5 minutes right, and then we'll wrap it up. Go. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to wrap it up, but we need to pause because I have to pee. Um, well, let me finish this thought. All right. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, <laughs> Good God, man. You take a little like you meant it's a concept car. It looks cool when you first see it. It looks kind of crazy, but you never drive it. But then you see some of those items from, you know, oh, this this option, that option. Oh, that shirt's pretty cool. Those jeans are a little too skinny, but those ones a little bit loose. Those are good. The beard, uh, that's a bit much of a beard. But beard oil, actually, you can buy it on the shelves now. People love it. They use it. So right. so a hipster it definitely has, and first of all, they, they you know, they get all the, the, they clean up all the broken Volvos. So good for them. Um, so I do want to wrap this up, um, and I'll edit it after. But I do want to say on a personal note, uh, with everything happening with, you know, with the PS and with the website and everything that's happening with it, I do want to make a personal note. To anybody listening with the subscription with subscribers going up each and every week and we're only like four deep uh appreciating you coming in and reviving this one's very dead format on the website and starting restarting this podcast and giving it you know new life new subscribers new possibilities allowing me to shake off the rust and get this thing moving again because i really this is what the site was built for, was to host this goddamn thing. And the fact that it's actually happening again and it's reaching people on their phones and on their apps and stuff is super cool. And I'm super appreciative of you coming in and getting this thing moving again and having you in whenever I can to kind of keep this thing going. Because it's this is hyper important. I think Just, that's the nicest, most genuine thing you've ever said to anybody on this planet. And you're very welcome. <laughs> it's my pleasure. So, yes, because I want to keep doing this. I want to keep getting this information out. It's a great th- thing for people who are on the move to have us in their phones and in your hearts. Boop, boop. So if you have comments or suggestions, you can hit me up, positivesarcasmatoutlook.com. You can go to the contact page at positivesarcasm.com. You can email us directly. You can also find us on social media. Uh, if you have questions or suggestions, of course, it's the same thing. If you want to contact or donate, you just go to the donate page, hit the PayPal button. You can do that too because the stuff gets pricey after a while. But we host we host all of it right here in the little studio. So if you have questions or whatever, just hit us up. You can If you have questions about Jessica Hayes, you can hit her up as well. I'll tell you at where to find Ninja it. Mama <laughs> at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate this format being alive and somewhat well again and highly caffeinated. And, uh, yeah, that's yeah. why I have to pee. Yeah, so thank you for the foam coffee, and uh, we'll talk to you all later. Fantastic. Bye. Bye, kiddos. Bye.